0: Trigger Warning! The following episode contains references to Gore, Sexual Assault, Human Suffering, Mental Conditions, Death, Factual Inaccuracies, Several Entitled People Making Light of All These Things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode.
1: Who the hell do you think you're asking? Of course I can make the Midnight Canyon helicopter run. I'm Gibbs. No, I'm Andy.
2: I'm sad to announce our new reality show, Depression Wars, has been cancelled due to unforeseen circumstances. I'm Kelly.
3: I don't think the Oompa Loompas ever would have invented WonkaVision if they had seen
0: cops. I'm Adam. How do you turn up the AC in this thing? Is it this pedal on the floor? I'm Sean, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Today, we're going to be talking about the old boob tube. The one that the one that drains my boob? <laughs> Cinemax? <laughs> Close. It's television. I've seen that. Oh, yeah. I've seen so much of that. <laughs> so the etymology, television is a portmanteau word of tele from Greek tele, meaning at a distance, and vision from Latin visionem, because they just add EM to everything. <laughs> Meaning to see. Or I guess they don't add it. We take it off.
2: So to see at a distance?
0: Yep, long distance seeing. That's what we're doing today. So the phobia is a little on the nose. It's televisiophobia. Boo, better name. Yeah. <laughs> so TV fear. This is sort of common in kids who get freaked out by something they see on TV and then oh, yes. refuse to watch TV anymore. Oh. That's I got fine. freaked
2: out by what I saw on TV and then refused to like go into bathrooms. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch Ghoulies? I, I watch Ghoulies. I did watch Ghoulies.
0: <laughs> but uh, adults can have this too. Uh, people with a mild case of this might just wander into another room or something if a TV is turned on. Frightenly wander into another room. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> the bathroom's very interesting today. <laughs> uh, but some people won't even be in a room with a TV in case that TV turns on. So They do do that. Yep. Oh, God, Bill O'Reilly and they jump out of the window. Yeah. Watch too much Poltergeist. Yep. <laughs> so instead of a science, because uh, the science of TV is pretty straightforward. It's just an electrical signal that transmits an image. Not... I couldn't build one. <laughs> That's true. But you know the idea behind it anyway. But a little bit of history here. So the television was invented in 1927 by Philo Farnsworth, as we learned about in our Unappreciated Genius episode. In a foreshadowing event, one of the first images transmitted to a television was the dollar sign. (laughs) I thought you were going to say a wiener. This is what we're going to make with this. Yeah, this was actually because one of the investors asked Farnsworth when they would see some dollars from this thing.
2: (laughs) Ooh, he was a clever one.
0: (laughs) So the first commercially available TV went on sale in 1938. Color TVs came out in 1954. The first remote control was released in 1955. The VCR came out in 1977. MTV launched in 1980, killing the radio star. (laughs) DVDs came out in 2000, flat screens in 2004, Blu-rays in 2006, and 4K got rolling in 2012. 8K is on its way, but honestly, I can't tell the difference between 4K and 8K, so I'm not worried about it. Yeah, I'm how many need Ks, new K's eyes? can
2: we have? Uh,
0: I think after 4 it's kind of irrelevant, but that's just me.
2: <laughs> I, want I need as many Ks as
0: you can fit in this thing. <laughs> well, how many Ks can my eyes see? That's a good question. Uppercase and lower <laughs> Two. <laughs> <laughs> Serif and sans-serif Ks. <laughs> So we're going to move on to our acid pop quiz. Well, I've got a lot of stories today, so the quiz is kind of short, and it's just some fill in the blank about stuff about TV. Re- taking away our education for stories. <laughs> yep, that's, a, that's an episode about TV. It's appropriate.
2: Okay, <laughs> what- gotta
0: watch my stories. Mm-hmm. So, what was the most watched television event of all time, and how many people saw it? Oh, geez, I don't know. It was, was it was it the
2: finale of Trump's of inauguration, obviously. <laughs> he said so himself.
1: <laughs> no, it can't be. I'm gonna say the finale of Seinfeld. Mm. Okay.
3: Mm. How many people saw it? 18 million. Okay. I'm gonna say the moon landing. Ooh, that's a good. That's one. what
2: I was thinking.
3: And we'll say one billion. Everybody tuned in for this motherfucker. Mm-hmm.
2: I also think it was the moon landing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say ten million.
0: Hmm. Okay. This is actually not a not very exciting answer. It was the opening ceremony to the Beijing Olympics in two
2: thousand eight.
1: Really?
0: That's yep. cool. Yeah. And it's estimated that two billion people saw it. Wow. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's like one it's out like of three people on the planet. Yeah. So according to Guinness, how long is the longest TV marathon session? Ooh,
1: see, I, I need some more qualifiers. Like, could they not get up?
0: Was their mom bringing them stuff? Yeah, were they on the toilet while they were watching? Bedpan. Uh, I think they could take. I forget if it was five or ten. They could take five or ten minute breaks once every few hours.
1: Oh, see, but I, I, I feel like a TV TV watching session would be different now because you're mostly binge watching something. Whereas back in the day, every ten minutes you get a nice commercial break. Time yeah, to pee, time to get your hot dog.
2: Yeah, because when you're watching TV for 30 hours, you're really worried about missing something. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> well,
3: sleep
0: is important, too. And sleep does, does sleep interrupt the marathon? or? Yeah, this is not counting. This, no sleep for this. Uh-huh. Five straight days. So that's, what, 24 times 5, 120? 120, 120 hours? Yes. Okay. Mm. A
2: solid week. Oh, seven days. I don't think you can stay awake that day that long and also sane <laughs> i'm just gonna say 48 hours
0: mm. well kelly gets it but andy didn't go over by much dan jordan spencer larson and chris laflin teamed up in 2014 to watch 87 straight hours of tv breaking the previous record by one hour because <laughs> they were sick of it so as <laughs> soon as they would beat it they were done yeah pretty much Uh, They did this at a consumer electronics show in Las Vegas, and they were sponsored by TiVo to do it. Oh, goody. What did they watch? Uh, I think they just watched a bunch of TiVo stuff, all kinds of stuff. The previous record was actually just watching The Simpsons. (laughs) (laughs) I could do that. Probably not. (laughs) So, for beating the record, they each got a TV, a TiVo with lifetime service, an iPad, a Sonos sound system, a chair, a year of Netflix, and $5,000.
2: They promptly hit the TV with a sledgehammer because they'd (laughs) had enough.
1: You know what I'm saying? The only damn thing they put on here is Fox News and
0: two and a half men. (laughs) So how big is the largest commercially available TV? Too big. How big's this wall, Andy? Big? (laughs) That's 55... Uh, 555 inches.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Commercially available, right? Yeah.
0: So I I will say there are larger screens like jumbotrons at sports arenas, but this is something that you could, you would buy for your house. I'm just going to say 155 inches. 155. Okay. So that's just like just 12 and a half feet diagonally. Pretty pretty big. Yeah. That is pretty big. That's pretty big. I, I see. Every
1: time they, a newer, bigger TV comes out, I was like, I couldn't possibly play video games on this. The UI is way up there. The time
2: <laughs> uh, I'm going to say sore neck. Twenty feet. Twenty feet. I'm going to say two U's, so twelve. Twelve feet. feet. That's what
0: Andy said. Is he going with Andy? I'm
2: also saying twelve. Feet.
0: <laughs> so the largest TV is the. Titan Screens is the company that offers this TV, and its diagonal measurement is three hundred and seventy inches, oh, no, or no. a bit over thirty feet. Oh man, that is this
1: whole wall. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> just shy of ten meters. I can't even swivel that thing around to plug in a new PlayStation. Yeah, <laughs> the size of the HDMI ports—they must be gigantic. <laughs> so, it's a oh, television yeah. <laughs> that costs over one and a half million dollars. And oh. yeah, it but it's still meant to go into a person's home. Who is this person? Uh well Who has at the, the
1: doors. <laughs> okay.
0: I read an article about this that was written in 2014, and at the time they had made four and they'd sold two. Building <laughs> the
2: house around it.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
2: Oh
1: no, several of my walls are just televisions.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. And when they're talking
0: about the specs, they could ba- they basically said like you could fit four life-size elephants on the screen at once. Jesus.
1: That's not usually a
0: a measurement. Yeah, (laughs) But how many elephants is it? I'm going to start measuring everything like that. (laughs) And that concludes our acid pop quiz. So first, I wanted to talk about a little thing called the CSI effect. Does anybody know what this is?
2: Uh, I have a theory, just from (laughs) hearing it. Yeah? Is it criminals getting better at Hiding their crimes because they've watched CSI? Mm, not quite.
1: I, I feel like it's criminals getting
3: worse at hiding their crimes. It, <laughs> is it Is it the opposite? is it Is it police getting better at their jobs for watching TV police do theirs?
0: Uh, unfortunately not. Uh, so yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, CSI is a television show that's called Crime Scene Investigators, and in it criminals are brought to justice using state of the art technology and psychology. The investigators on the show use DNA evidence, bullet ballistics, and blood spatter patterns to prove guilt or innocence. That all makes for good TV, and the show ran for 15 years and had over 300 episodes. The trouble is there's a nagging thought that the viewers would come to believe that that was how crime scene investigation works. So that, however, is rarely the case. So maybe someone is on trial for murder, and they're are a few eyewitness accounts, but without swirling beakers and humming computers to tie hair samples to the accused, jurors might feel that there isn't enough evidence for them to convict. So the the thought is that people will expect all of the things they see on TV to happen every time they're in court. Weird. I don't watch crime shows. Yeah. I do. (laughs) It's an interesting thought, but there hasn't been enough data collected in the uh, post-CSI world to show that this is actually happening. However, there are some things that are happening. First, lawyers these days tend to put a lot of explanations as to why certain forensic techniques aren't being used for this particular case to try and mitigate juror expectations.
2: That doesn't exist, so we didn't try. Yeah. It.
0: <laughs> Sorry, the holographic
3: imaging machine was broken. Yeah. So,
1: you know, that, that that thing where they can take like a, a a piece of a license plate and stick it in a machine, and the hologram comes—that yeah, that doesn't exist.
0: <laughs> also, schools that offer degrees in forensic sciences have seen a steady rise in enrollment since CSI came on the air. Also, disappointment. Yeah, yeah. A rise, a rise in dropouts too. Yeah, they do make it look very cool. It's true. So while the CSI effect hasn't been shown to be completely true, this fictional TV show has clearly had real-world impacts. Though, it is interesting. So next, I wanted to talk about reality TV shows. Yay? Yeah. So I'm going to generalize here, but people who get on reality TV are, for one reason or another, looking for affirmation. This is a shame because the reality TV shows that do the best drag their stars through the mud relentlessly. (laughs) I was going to say, can we talk about Japanese
1: and uh, British
0: reality TV shows? Well, that doesn't are wholesome. Not not as much as you might think. Uh, So yeah, if you're hoping to be loved by millions and instead get screamed at, voted out or blasted on social media, that can be hard to take. As a result, reality show stars have a disproportionately high rate of suicides. Oh. Mm-hmm. Since the 1980s, there have been 40 suicides related to reality TV show stars. Most recently, a former contestant of Love Island, which is a British reality TV show, mm-hmm. named Mike Th- Thalassitis, which is a... very I know, <laughs> <a very laughs> I'm Mike Thalassitis. Like this. <laughs> he, 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 I'm he a desire for love. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen any of the women the film? <laughs> he hung himself earlier this year (laughs) so he was the second former contestant of the show to commit suicide (laughs) stop so why are you still doing the show (laughs) three former contestants on the bachelor have committed suicide Jeez! unsurprisingly to me two contestants on gordon ramsay's hell's kitchen have committed suicide
2: Leaving notes that just say, I still hear the screaming. Yeah.
0: I am a donkey, it says. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so
0: American Idol, who wants to be a millionaire, next top model, survivor, and many others have had people on their shows off themselves. Really? Mm-hmm. With several almost back-to-back in the last year or so, Britain is starting an inquiry into these shows to see if they provide adequate support for their contestants both during and after filming.
2: Spoiler warning, no. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and China has already banned the production of any reality TV show that features children, saying that the shows were not healthy for the children's psychological development. See, you Do not need a honey boo-boo. Yeah, <laughs> see Britney Spears or Lindsay Lohan or...
2: Or Dance Moms. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, reality TV shows could be hard on their contestants.
2: Yeah, I, it, it
1: always seems to me like... Like you said, you have to have this want to get out there and be like, everyone will adore me. Yeah, and if you're like the first to go,
3: yeah, yeah that's got to be hard. I mean, it's not super surprising, I guess, but I've just never really heard of that before.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's a thing, and. You know, there's a lot of sort of myths about reality TV. Like people think that the contestants make like boatloads of money. And if they're on the show, they're set for life. And that's very, very rarely the case. And yeah. uh, sometimes even people get on the shows and they think that they're going to be like the most popular person in the world. And then two months later, nobody knows who they are. And that, that even that's hard to take.
2: Can you name anyone who was on the real world? Because I can't.
0: <laughs> I think there were two people on the real world that killed themselves. So, for our next story, we're going to talk about a show called Cops.
1: <laughs> I almost, I almost hit the guts theme, but I. Don't know <laughs> uh,
3: yes, Cops, the reality TV show, guts.
0: So, I'm going to explain what this show is for our non American listeners, in the hopes that this tremendously bad idea has not made it overseas. So, in America, people can have guns. As a result, lots of guns. Yeah, lots of guns. As a result, cops carry guns and have a shoot-first-and-ask-questions-later approach to dangerous situations.
2: Or not-so-dangerous
0: situations. (laughs) (laughs) So Cops is a show where a film crew rides along with police officers and just kind of film whatever goes down. Now, police officers have a hard job, and I can hardly blame them for being worried about being shot. But that much tension feels like enough without adding the stress of having a bright light in their faces with a director urging them on. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but this show is a hit it's been on the air for 30 years and has over 1,000 episodes it's still on the air
2: i did not know that
0: yeah and all that being said from my research there was only one episode where people were killed really yep in august of 2014 the cops crew were called to a wendy's where cortez washington was conducting an armed robbery the three officers and crew arrived at the Wendy's and Washington fired at the officers twice. And the police, well, went a little crazy. In a few seconds they fired thirty shots. <sighs> Washington was hit four times and the audio technician Bryce Dean was hit once. <laughs> shouldn't have been committing all those crimes. <laughs> Now, it's standard operating procedure for the crew to wear bulletproof vests, but unfortunately, Dion was struck sideways at the armpit, where the vest doesn't cover, oh. which gave the bullet access to all his most important and squishy organs. <sighs> so, Dion and Washington were rushed to the hospital, but they were both declared dead on arrival. Oh, geez! Yeah, and in the aftermath, it was found that Washington's weapon was in fact an airsoft gun. Those uh, things hurt, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I remember when uh,
1: was it Spike TV or G Four gradually turned into the Cops Channel. Yeah, G <laughs> Four isn't still a thing, is it? No, they, they went out of business because they bought all the episodes of Cops, which
3: is like <laughs> ten thousand. Apparently, will make a fortune.
2: I feel like even removing like the the stress stressor that you mentioned, which I think sounds totally accurate, and removing the danger to the crew, it just seems morally wrong. Yeah, to be yeah. like turning our police force into a entertainment vehicle. Uh,
3: Where are the
1: faces? Yeah, there's (laughs) I want to see the spectacle of other people's misery. (laughs) Look, that guy
3: hits his wife. Yeah, I want to watch other people's lives go down the tubes to make me feel better about my own. (laughs) And then at
1: the end, one of them goes to jail and I get to go, ha, not me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm in a prison of my own making.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's called alcoholism and cops. (laughs) So our next story here, in 2017, the USA Network, which I honestly didn't realize was even still around, was yeah, I guess. <laughs> was filming a TV adaptation of the 2007 movie Shooter. What? In the scene being shot, stuntman Steve DeCastro was lying in front of an SUV having been shot dead in the context of the show. Yes. And one of the show's actors, Tom Sizemore, was taking refuge in the SUV. Now, Sizemore was to have a shootout with the combatants from inside the SUV, but as he, DeCastro, and everyone else on set had rehearsed, the SUV was to stay put. They weren't even going to turn it on, but since the show was being shot in LA, they fired up the SUV just to run the AC. Okay. And while filming, Sizemore apparently decided that DeCastro needed a course in method acting because he put the car in gear and peeled out. Ooh. This took the car right over the top of DeCastro, who got snagged in the undercarriage and was dragged around for a while. Oh. DeCastro was airlifted to the hospital with fractures in his wrist and forearm and cuts galore. He required 100 stitches in his forehead alone. Wow.
3: <laughs> don't think my forehead even has room for that many stitches. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So what followed was one of the most bullshit American scenarios I've seen in a while. The police blamed OSHA, OSHA blamed the studio, and the studio said that the accident occurred on private property, so the police had to stay out, and DeCastro was a contract employee, not an employee of the studio, and as such, the studio had no responsibility for him or his injuries, since DeCastro had signed all the usual contracts. One said, sorry,
1: forgot you were there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So all that didn't stop DeCastro from suing, well, almost everyone involved. And in the end, Sizemore settled with DeCastro out of court. So I can't tell you how uh, the issue was finally resolved. I was kind of wondering what had happened to Tom Sizemore, and now I know. (laughs) Yeah. well, Got a reputation for running people over. (laughs) Well, apparently this happened, and then two weeks later it came out that he beat his wife. (laughs) And apparently that was the final nail in the coffin, not running someone over. You can
2: do one or the other, but not both yep. people. If running people over precluded you from
1: being in Hollywood, Matthew Broderick wouldn't get work. <laughs> hey, now.
2: <laughs> if beating your wife meant you couldn't be in Hollywood, we wouldn't have Johnny Depp. <laughs> so let's talk
0: for a moment about a man named David Gibbs. So Mr. Gibbs was a helicopter pilot. I like that name, Mr. Gibbs. Yeah. I can't say whether he was a good one or not, but what I can say is he appears to be a pretty reckless one. In 2003, Mr. Gibbs worked as a pilot for the TV show Ripley's Believe It or Not, and while flying for a shot, accidentally flew into some power lines. I don't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Take that thing, Kane. So Gibbs brought the helicopter down, albeit not smoothly, and thankfully no one was hurt. Gibbs had his license suspended over the accident, but he got back on that horse. (laughs) Don't let a little thing like a suspended license stop me. I rule the skies. In 2004, Gibbs was landing a helicopter when it rolled onto its side. Again, no one was seriously hurt, and an investigation found that the helicopter had lost power while landing, so Gibbs got off the hook. Then, in 2007, while filming an episode of The Amazing Race, Gibbs got a little too focused on flying and turned off his radio. Nothing bad happened, but the FAA again suspended his license for reckless flying.
2: And also took him aside and said, maybe you're just not very good at this.
0: (laughs) So finally, in 2013, while filming a military type show for the Discovery Channel, a shot for an episode required a helicopter to deftly navigate a canyon in the middle of the night and then drop a bag of supplies. We have just the guy. Yep. Enter David Gibbs.
3: <laughs> Give me Mr. Gibbs. <laughs>
0: So Gibbs, a cameraman, and an actor took off down the canyon, and Gibbs repeatedly mentioned that he really couldn't see much. <laughs> <laughs> going be pres- prescription glasses for this. <laughs> this was not helped by the cameraman using a large reflector pad inside the helicopter to light the actor's face. But all that being said, they made it back, but the crew decided that this shot wasn't good enough, so they set off again. <laughs> Uh, before they took off, the cameraman asked Gibbs if he wanted him to take out the reflector pad, and Gibbs told him that he could use it for now, but he would need him to take it down if Gibbs couldn't see. Oh,
3: that's fine. I'm still so blind from the first time. It doesn't matter.
0: <laughs>
2: Who are you again? They Let me made- take a shot of my lucky whiskey here, and we'll take off.
0: Let's <laughs> disconnect some of these power lines. They just get in the way. <laughs> so they made it out to the shooting area, and the actors started reciting their lines. Gibbs interrupts telling the cameraman that he really needs him to kill that giant glowing light. <laughs> a few seconds later, the cameraman says, We're did uh we're we're going down low, and Gibbs says, Okay, okay, I can't and then the transmission cuts off. Well Gibbs ran into the side of the canyon and the helicopter tumbled to the bottom, killing him and his two passengers. Uh, and that was the end of the career of Mr. Gibbs.
3: A ballad of Mr. Gibbs.
1: You get a license suspension twice. I I feel like it's Suspend once, revoke second.
0: Yeah.
2: Talk about he died as he lived.
0: (laughs) So during the filming of an unrelated military theme show for the Discovery Channel the previous year, the crew was at a shooting range showing off some weapons. They didn't feel like the atmosphere was quite right, though, so they decided to set off some smoke bombs to give the scene a more wartime feel. (sighs) Stop. (laughs) now
2: some chlorine gas in there.
0: <laughs> I know very little about weapons, so I don't really understand what happened here. But here's what the article I read said happened. Two smoke bombs were set off, but they accidentally detonated and flew through the air at 150 miles per hour, or 90 kilometers per hour. It's generally not as fast as you want your smoke bombs flying. <laughs> no, they're supposed to stay put, let out smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so they struck Terry Flannel, the owner of the gun range who had been watching the filming. Both of them somehow. <laughs> That's quite a shot. One hit her in the side and went through her abdomen and the other Ooh. hit her in the neck. This killed her instantly. Damn. Yep. Unfortunately for Mrs. Flannel's husband, the couple had signed liability waivers in order to participate in the filming so no lawsuit could be filed against the Discovery <sighs> Channel. Good. Not that they didn't try though. Shark Week's coming up, yay. <laughs> So this next one is just a disaster in the making. There's a game show in the Philippines called Wow Wow We. <laughs> wow Wow We, wow. I'm on already. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so called Wubble, Wubble. <laughs> So in February of 2006, the show was gearing up for their first anniversary episode, and they were going all out. They had rented the Phil Sports Stadium for filming and were offering 5,000 tickets to view the filming of the show. For those allowed in, there were prizes of houses, cars, and a grand prize of 1 million pesos. Oh, I want to go. Yeah. Now, in the Philippines, 40% of the country gets by on 100 pesos a day or less. So, Ooh. a million pesos drew quite a crowd. They had 5,000 tickets, but on the day of filming, 30,000 people showed up. Uh-oh. Now, people had been camping out for days for a chance to be on the show. They started handing out tickets in the morning, but there weren't enough to go around. Rather than go home, everyone just kind of stuck around in the hopes that they could get in anyway. Maybe they'll make more tickets. Yeah. Maybe they'll (laughs) enlarge the stadium.
2: Maybe everyone in there will lose and they'll need me. (laughs) Yes. When the gates were
0: opened and people started to go in, the very anxious and impatient crowd started to push forward. The security guards panicked and shut the gates, and the crowd went ballistic. They surged forwards, collapsing the gates almost instantly, and people flooded in. It's like a scene out of World War Z. Yeah, mostly over the tops of the people who had been in the front. In the end, 800 people were injured, and 73 people died. Jeez,
2: I feel like you should realize, like, once it's becoming a riot, that probably the show is canceled, so it's not worth rioting. Yeah.
0: So amazingly, this did not stop the show, which I- stayed on the air for another four years. <laughs>
1: They've got all the four pieces in the stadium. Go to the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, can't stop the TV. Why didn't, why didn't you do like a contest where you sent people tickets instead yeah. of oh, hey, first come, first serve, folks.
0: <laughs> to a call-in show. <laughs> and for our last two stories, I wanted to talk about a couple of on-air deaths. Now, I wanted to avoid talking about the news, because when you send people to investigate dangerous situations, things are bound to go wrong sooner or later. This story is a bit different, though. So, Christine Chabik was a news reporter on a news station in Ohio in the early 1970s. She had struggled with depression for many years and had even tried to overdose on drugs in nineteen seventy. On July 15th, 1974, Christine was opening the live news show with several stories when she moved on to a story about a shooting at an airport from the day before. There was a bit of a technical issue, and the clip wasn't able to be shown. So Christine shrugged, looked into the camera, and calmly said, In keeping with Channel 40's policy of bringing you the latest in blood and guts and living color, you are going to see another first, attempted suicide. She then drew a pistol and shot herself in the head. What? Wow. Yep. The feed was cut, but not fast enough. The show was canceled for several days after the suicide. After the shooting, one of the news directors looked at the papers Christine had been reading leading up to her suicide and found detailed scripts on how her suicide was to be covered in the aftermath. Oh, my. (laughs) Not knowing what else to do, the station released the statements and reports to the other news stations that exactly followed how Christine had laid things out. I don't think you're supposed to do that. Yeah.
2: She was just trying to be considerate. I you know, guess. Save someone else some
0: work. <laughs> In a show of tremendous good taste that I'm sure would not be duplicated today, all records of Christine's suicide have been destroyed. So you can't go and watch this. But yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah, that's, that sounds... That's very sad. Yeah. yeah. And our final story is really tragic. Tommy Cooper was a British magician and comedian in the 70s and early 80s. He was a very funny man, but in the 70s, he smoked and drank heavily, which impacted his health significantly. In 1977, at age 56, he suffered a heart attack. He recovered, but this didn't slow down his smoking or drinking.
1: Well, no, why would
0: it? (laughs) (laughs) He recovered, so... Yeah. He almost landed his own show in 1980, but he didn't get it on account of being too drunk to consistently film episodes. As a result, he frequently made guest appearances on talk shows and variety shows. On April 15th, 1984, he was doing a set on Live From Her Majesty's," a live variety show in London.
2: Hosted by the Queen? Uh, it's actually it's in, a,
0: it's in a theater that she owns. So oh. that's sort of the, I think, that's how it works. Uh, Cooper had gotten the audience warmed up nicely and they were laughing away when an assistant came out and adorned Cooper with a cloak. As the assistant made her way off stage, Cooper slumped into a sitting position. The audience laughter renewed over the sudden change in posture. From there, Cooper uh, emitted quite a sigh and slowly toppled over to uproarious laughter from the audience. That's my heart attack cloak. <laughs> the laughter petered out, but Cooper stayed lying on the ground. Several smaller bouts of laughter Rippled through the audience But more nervous and less participants each time um, The show's director slowly realized That none of this was an act And quickly signaled for a commercial break Cooper was drugged off the stage And the show carried on As people tried to rouse Cooper backstage He's just fine, folks He was rushed to a hospital But pronounced dead on arrival from a heart attack the show finished, and Cooper's death wasn't announced until the following morning. So the understandably clueless audience had tittered away as they watched a man die, and then went on to enjoy the rest of their evening.
2: Oh, Wouldn't want to inconvenience convenience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Quite a bother. Oh, sorry, just slouching.
0: <laughs> well, this one, you can actually go see this one. And uh, I, I did watch it, and it's crazy. Like, he goes from, like, standing up and doing jokes and all kinds of stuff to just, like, dead there's no like oh i'm not he just goes like plop so very very sudden fun so that was the last of the stories that i had anybody have any good tv stories i have a tv yeah i watched one once
1: my wife wants me to start watching buffy the vampire slayer and angel but i did the math and that's like seven days of my entire life
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i honestly like i'm not super into tv like I watched it as a kid and through middle school. But as I got into high school, I realized that like whenever I was watching TV, I wasn't enjoying myself. Like I just didn't get into it. So in high school, I sort of started to peter off. And by the time I got to college, I really didn't watch TV at all anymore. There's been a couple Hmm. exception TV shows that I've enjoyed, but mostly I just don't watch TV. I'll usually have something on if I'm doing anything unrelated. Yeah.
1: Generally, The Simpsons.
2: I think the most TV that Sean and I have watched lately was when the baby was very young and we were very tired.
0: Yeah. (laughs) The young and the tired. And our arms were very full. Like me, if I'm like, it's not that I don't sit down in front of the TV, but if I'm going to, I usually play a video game. Or if I'm not playing a game, I watch a movie. So I just don't really watch TV. But yeah, when you have a baby and both your hands are full, there's not really much else you can do.
2: Stare vacantly at the screen. Yeah. Be cool. half
0: asleep. Laugh at jokes that aren't funny. Yeah. When you're holding a sleeping baby in your arms and you're trying not to wake her up, everything seems very, very funny.
2: <laughs> also, you have to sneeze constantly. Sleep. <laughs> I bite. was in a commercial once. Were you? Mm-hmm. What? What commercial? Uh, it was for uh the RV dealership that my. Stepmom's parents owned mm. i have only the very vaguest memories of this like me and my two brothers were like pretending to play monopoly in the background that was our <laughs> job i i think this is a real memory yeah uh, my dad listens he can confirm or deny um yeah so that was the thing that happened it was just like local television
0: yeah you know? i was actually on the news once It wasn't anything exciting. There was just like me and my mom were at a park volunteering to help clean up. We were just like picking up trash and the news was down there reporting on it. And you could like see me off in the distance in the background picking up trash.
1: See, I was on the news because I was first in line for an Xbox 360 at Circuit City. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I didn't want to be there anymore because I had got there the previous night at like six at night. Yeah,
2: That's how you get to be first in line. Yep. Every place else had a whole bunch of lines. I was like, Circuit
1: City is run down and old. (laughs) Nobody likes that place. Uh, And they were like, why did you wait in line? I was like, because it's new. (laughs) I was so tired at this point (laughs) because it was below freezing most of the night. Get this guy out of here. Give me the second person in line.
2: (laughs) Was the last wish of my dying brother. (laughs) Send money. Here's my PayPal address.
0: All right. Well, if nobody has any more personal stories, we'll move on to what are your morals worth? So pretty simple. How much to be on a reality TV show for a season? What's the Which show? TV show? I'll let you pick. I'm on Great British Bake Off, and I will do it for
1: free. Oh, yeah?
2: <laughs> the new one or the old one? Old one.
3: Is there a new
1: one? Transport me back in time. Mary Berry is just going to be like, what's up?
3: Oh, no, that's a bad bake, Mary. <laughs>
1: Oh, I would definitely have bad bake. <laughs> oh, the worst I, I'd be the first
3: gone.
2: <laughs> Apparently you're going to be on it for a season.
3: Oh, wow. We're guaranteed not to get kicked out till the end of the season. How much did I have to pay Paul Hollywood? <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's going to give you the handshake.
3: Wow. I'm never washing this hand again. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue baking.
1: I mean, if, if, we're, if we're looking to something more uh, more my, my actual skill level, I could probably be on Nailed It for $500. That's true. I mean, I could do Nailed It.
2: <laughs> That's a good
0: pick. No reservations about being a public figure? That's not very public.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's just Netflix. Nobody watches that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm not super crazy about the idea, especially with the increased suicide rate. <laughs> I don't think it's magically just like, poof. <laughs> well, it doesn't, doesn't help it.
2: Can I be the fourth myth kid on Mythbusters? I don't think that
0: counts as reality TV. Okay. It's too scripted.
2: <laughs> so is
0: reality TV. A bit. Do game shows count? Uh, no, because this is this is like a season. It's something where, like, you know, real people are doing something that real people do.
1: Yeah, I'll, then I'll take Nailed It for $500, Yeah, Alec.
3: <laughs> I just, I can't really think of any that I would want to be on. Survivor. Yeah. No, I don't want to do that. Make yeah. Naked in become...
0: Afraid. Yeah. <laughs> but I was thinking that one. Send help. Members of
2: What's that new one? Like, <laughs> Strangers Married?
0: What? Oh, yeah. They, they drop two people naked on an island or something, and they've got to, like, become... Fr- oh, it's
2: Naked naked Dating or something? Yeah, no, yeah. there's another new one that's like, you marry a stranger. Oh,
0: okay. I See, that, I that
1: Naked one. Dating was the one in England where they showed people various parts of the body. Like, they'd put Adam up on display. They wouldn't show his head, and all these women would be like, Ah, you know, I like the legs, but the dick ain't. <sighs> that's all right. Yeah. And then you decide whether or not you date them, and they both walk out naked?
0: Yeah.
3: What? Really? Is that a thing? Yeah, that was a thing. I don't want to be on that TV show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big brother. I don't know enough about it.
1: You want to be in Terrace House. You won't be able to understand anybody, but they're all very attractive and nice.
3: I'll just fall asleep. It's I've watched that show, Andy. It's so boring.
2: <laughs> I think I have to join Andy on Nailed It. I have no skills. <laughs> and I don't think I could handle, like, a real world situation where I have to live with strangers. I've done that before, Ooh. and it's rough.
3: Could I be on Iron Chef? Sure. Yeah, you am gonna to be one the, of the judges. You'd he, have to be the guest chef for an entire season, though. That's fine. As long as I get to, as long as I get to taste the other food,
0: we're giving Adam. I don't know
1: why he's still here. He's just eating everything possible. <laughs> <like. laughs>
0: the other chef can't finish because Adam keeps eating it all. Oh, this batter is so delicious! <laughs> Please stop.
1: Going to do a Bobby Flay voice, but it was going to come out emerald. So. <laughs>
2: I'm going to charge so much money, though, because oh, yeah. this is just going to destroy my mental tel- health. Yeah. I, I'm going to need an on-site therapist and then ongoing therapy. I can't, I don't like being seen. Even in just, <laughs> like, leaving the house and being seen is sort of stressful for me.
3: Oh, I see. right. I'm going to need a therapist that has, like, a baby Bjorn that I can just ride in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, if you get Dolph
1: Lundgren, I can
2: around. Um... Ten million would set me up nice. Ooh,
3: I was gonna say like a hundred thousand.
1: Five hundred bucks. Yeah. But uh, I, I mean, you down, picked an easy one. Locked on street people be like? It's that guy <laughs> that makes made that crappy thing. We should give him money.
2: <laughs> Can I be on like pimp my ride and just have my ride pimped for an entire? Season?
0: Yeah, sure, but they're gonna do it based on your personality. <laughs>
2: Gonna be a sad, boring car.
1: <laughs> Your windshield is based it's a book. It's all just a book. You can't see through it. Anymore.
2: <laughs> we put a library in the back.
1: <laughs> Don't hit any sharp turns.
2: <laughs> and just for you,
3: baby seat.
2: <laughs> we painted it a quiet gray. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we somehow made this car more boring. Uh, for a chance to do it, I would totally for free be on Ultimate Beastmaster.
2: Absolutely. Is that like Ultimate
0: Ninja Warrior? Yeah, it, it is like Ultimate Ninja Warrior, but instead of just being like whoever felt like showing up, it's like professional athletes and rock climbers and things. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do it, but I'd love to try.
2: Sean just Start starting me. at the beginning of each episode, falling down at the first yeah. obstacle, and then trying again the <laughs> oh, next
0: episode. He tripped over his shoelaces again, folks. <laughs> he almost made it to the starting line this time. Let's get <laughs> a round to of the flaws.
3: Sure. Meanwhile, back at the very first
0: obstacle, still, <laughs> Sean has yet to bend his knees sufficiently to step up. And do it. All right, well, I think that's all we have for this week. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, I'm still- thunder Stealer. <laughs> <laughs> now it's yours Adam now you have to do it every time oh, no. <laughs> I've just been waiting for someone to take it from me my voice has been
0: stolen thanks to my co-hosts for joining me today
3: thanks to Gerard our awesome editor
2: and thanks to you for tuning in
3: if you'd like more information
1: about today's episode check out our website at acidpoppodcast.podbean.com
0: you can join us on our subreddit Acid Pop Podcast.
2: Follow us on Twitter at Podcast for updates almost every month.
0: Or you can send us an
3: email at AcidPopPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see
1: you next time. What? It's a giant pan of macaroni and cheese next to
2: Oh God! I want some. Kelly wants some. We'll digitize it. I, I will. I will mail it to Seattle. Oh. I'm gonna wonk
3: a
1: vision
2: it. You're an angel.
1: She said, "You're an
2: angel."
1: <laughs>
3: Gross, Kelly.